0: everybody today is july 28th our worship service number 148 this is a beautiful day to be in the house of the lord and we are going to worship him please stand up let's pray and then we are going to sing beautiful songs to the lord and the girls are going to be dancing here with tracy today okay all right father we thank you for this beautiful day thank you lord For the beautiful feeling of being alive, being together here in your presence. In the name of Jesus, Lord, receive our songs. One way to show you how much we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Freedom conquered, all our chains undone. Darkness was denied when the storm was gone Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on Impossible things in your name, they shall be done Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on Things that you know shall be done. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. God, let your glory go on and on, impossible things in your name, they shall be done, unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on, impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Bailey, Luna, and Lola. I go to the rock of my salvation Go to the storm if the bill is rejected Run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me When the earth all around me is sinking sand On Christ the solid rock I stand When I need a shelter, when I need a friend to the right. the ride. Wash me in your
0: Of heaven, our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, what could we do without Jesus, without that forgiveness, without the sacrificial death of your Son, our Savior? Father, we will be hopeless, we will be lost, abandoned. But that is not the case here, Lord, because you provided the Lamb of God pay the price for our redemption and we are so happy Lord that even though we do not deserve this gift of salvation pleases us Lord pleases you Lord to pour down that mercy upon us so here we are Lord a group of your people some in person and some listening but all connected through your Holy Spirit. And we bow down before you, Lord. And we adore you and we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you, Lord, that you saved us. Thank you for the rescuing of our lives. How can we repay you, Lord? Is there anything, Lord, that we could do to pay you back for this mercy? Is there anything, Lord, that we could do? We know, Lord, that you want us to love you. We know, Lord, that you want us to worship you and serve you. So this is our commitment, Lord, to you. That even though we are imperfect and we still sin, We commit our lives to you, Lord, one more time. And we promise you, Father, that we will focus on you, that we will put our eyes on you, Lord God Almighty, on your heavenly throne, on your kingdom. So our lives are going to reflect your glory. In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill us with your holy presence in this moment, Lord, Give us the strength that we need. Give us the healing that we are hoping to receive. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord, with all of our hearts, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We also worship the Lord through our contributions, and this is the time that we take to give to the Lord what He deserves. For our viewers and listeners, we invite you to go to our website, vchurch.us, and you can find there the tab to give a donation online, or you can text 432-268-0007. Thank you
1: for the time that you are
0: investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. July 28, 2019. Today is the birthday of my best friend in Guatemala, Ramses. Ramses, happy birthday, my brother. I love you so much, and I hope that you will have a beautiful day. Ramses and I were buddies since we were young and uh, until today. He lived for a while here in America, in California, in Virginia. We had a wonderful time out there. And when I was in Guatemala in May, we get together again. And every time we get together, you know what happens? Laughter, just laughter and laughter. You know, it's wonderful. And that is exactly what I love about getting together with all of you. Because it's just like that. We are smiling. Sometimes we do not understand what the other is saying, perhaps because of my accent or because of the way that you talk. Let's face it. And, you know, and sometimes we are hard to hear. (laughs) You know, no offense, brother. But (laughs) the point is, Laughter and joy is is part of our fellowship. It's what we do as good guys. Good guys is the topic of this morning. It's our worship service number 148. And here on the screen, we have the faces of some of you that were so kind to reply the text and put in your your picture there. And I thank you for that. That is wonderful. And uh, so we are going to review This wonderful study today, but I invite you my friend watching or listening to go to our website vchurch.us Look for the tab called bulletins and download the bulletin of today. We have wonderful things there to share So we are going to start this study with wonderful scripture from the Apostle Peter Peter as you know was one of the disciples of the Lord Jesus. He wrote actually two letters and this is the first one. In the chapter number one, we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, verse number two. God planned long ago to choose you and to make you his holy people, which is the Spirit's work. God wanted you to obey him and to make clean by the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you are a chosen one. Don't you feel happy about it? It is a blessing to know that the Lord thought of you, thought of me, thought of each one of us hearers of of his word as his holy people. We are chosen to be part of his kingdom. We are the good guys. And the good guys are good by the grace of God. There is no other reason why we are good guys. Correct? It's because of his grace. The grace of God makes us special. But it, ha- it has not always been that way. I don't know if you agree with me, but there was a time that we were not the good guys. Actually, we're, we were kind of in the dark side, you know. And, uh, but I don't know. It's possible, friend listening, that you today still, you are not a good guy. Or maybe you are. I don't know. But let me ask you something. In those moments when we were not a good guy, is it true that people looked at us in a certain way and, uh, and we returned that look with certain eyes too? For instance, perhaps somebody asked you this question to you at some point. Why do you dislike me? Or maybe you feel that way about somebody else. And you're just looking at this person and you are wondering, why you dislike me? Why you don't like me? And and how do we know that? Well, we know it because, first of all, it's eye contact. You notice that? You see somebody, you meet somebody, and then you try to have eye contact. And you know what happens? Somehow. Through the eyes, you can tell if the person likes you or dislikes you. Just by looking into their eyes, you just get this feeling. And you are thinking, why you don't like me? (laughs) What is the deal? Bad guys have that thing, you know? And you cannot explain that, but it just happens. It's the opposite of good guys. You are in the store. You are doing your things. And your work, whatever, and then you look at somebody and there is a good connection through the eyes, you know? It's a healthy connection and you can sense that good feelings coming from this person to you and vice versa. But with bad guys, it's not the same. And you are wondering, why do you dislike me? Why is it? Sometimes go to the extreme. You can feel the hate. You're just like, man, what did I do to you? You hate me. What is the deal with you? And and you cannot find an explanation for that. But then you go to a third level of question, which is this one. Do not attack me, neither criticize me, just because I'm not like you. I mean, what is the point of you disliking me and perhaps hating me? I have done nothing wrong to you. But it seems like you just don't want to have anything to do with me. And it seems like it's because I'm not like you. It's interesting when you think about it. Good guys are the opposite. Good guys don't act that way, but bad guys act that way. And you know, some people refer to those bad guys as a hater. Right? And we know them. Because they criticize everything and everybody. There is something about these people, you know. And they just are haters. It's weird. Maybe you went through a season like that. Perhaps. Perhaps you thought about it. You felt that way in some point of your life. And you know what? The reason why we feel that way is because there is a problem with self-acceptance. When we don't feel comfortable with ourselves, when there are some things that we don't like about ourselves and we just disapprove on ourselves, and we just have trouble with self-acceptance. We don't like the way that we look. We don't like our education. We don't like this. We don't like this other thing about us. And we just struggle with that. That is why it is so important to all of us to come to the scripture and read ...what the Lord says about us. And this is what he says. God planned long ago to choose you and to make you his holy people. He already made that decision about us. To be his holy people. Somebody asked me one day. Let me ask you this. You are saying that we are the chosen ones. Correct. And you are saying that because it's written correct what about the rest of the people so the answer to that question is this if you are listening you are a chosen one if you are reading or listening to this passage that means the lord chose you period okay well that is great but what about the rest of the people that is exactly our job Our job is to share with others this message of hope. Because the Lord wants to save everybody. To make us His holy people. And that is the Spirit's work. It's not our work to convince anyone. Because if you are conscientious about it, whenever we started to to get closer to God, it was not. Because we wanted to do it. It was the Spirit working in us. Correct? Correct? And all that he wanted was us to obey him and to make clean by the blood sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of God has made you a good guy. You are a good guy. I am a good guy. Not that we are perfect. Not that we are amazing. No, simply we are good guys. We are the good guys. We are holy people. In the eyes of the Lord, we are his chosen people, holy people. And that is the way that we need to see ourselves and walk every day. And wherever you go, you just think, I am God's holy people, part of the holy people of God. And I am a good guy, simply because of his grace. Now, as a good guy, there are some things that we do. And what is the first thing that we do as good guys? Well, the first thing is we get along with everyone. You notice that? Good guys get along with everyone. They get along with everybody. And that's you, you go to a place where they are this way or this other, you get along with them. You go to this other place and they are just different, you get along with them. And you go to another city, and you go to another state, and you go to another country, and you go to a new family, and you go to this group, and you go to this other place, and you get along with people. Because you're a good guy. How many people have said that about you? They said, you're wonderful. We'd like to hang out with you. How many people say that about you? And you know it. The second thing as a good guy is that you love people. There is something inside of you that makes you love people. You just like people and you say, yeah, I like people. I love people. As a good guy, you love people. And of course, you always say nice things about everyone. One of the most wonderful characteristics of a good guy is his way of speaking about the rest. Always saying good things about everybody. is the opposite of the bad guys. Correct? Because the bad guys, they are always saying bad things about everybody and about everything. But good guys is the opposite. Good guys are always saying good things about everybody else. That's what we do. And the fourth thing that you do as a good guy is that you serve God in your church. You serve God in your church. You're thinking, do I serve God in my church? I don't think I serve God in my church. Well, let let me ask you this. When you come to worship God, when you are here worshiping, singing to the Lord, saying your prayers, being part of the worship service. Don't you think that that is part of the way to serve God? Yes, you do. You serve God by being part of the church. You serve God by being a participant of the worship service. But also you serve God by doing little things in your church when you are asked to do something and you are able to do some other things. Like we know many of you do constantly. And I I cannot get tired of thanking everyone all the time for their work, whether it's outside taking care of our grounds like our our brother Dan does all the time with Tyler sometimes, with Melanie other times. Or people like Miranda going to pick up a table that we got this week, which is a game table that we bought in a garage sale. And she went in her truck to get it and brought it to the church. People are serving God by doing things like cooking, by putting the bulletins. Together in the clipboards, which is Nana's job. Oh, today is not here because she doesn't feel good. But think about it. Little things that we all do. We have breakfast. We have dinner on Tuesday. Breakfast on Sunday. We eat. We have our coffee and donuts. And there is a trash bag there. Every time I see one of you picking up that trash bag, taking it to the dumpster every single time because you're a good guy. You serve. You find ways to serve and do little things here and there. And that is fantastic because you are a good guy. Now, I want to introduce you to a concept. The concept is IP. Now, as you know, IP, just the letter I and the letter P, it's a code That in software, especially in networking, is the address of a particular device or location when it's connected to the internet, correct? IP. Okay, well, this is not exactly IP. I just call it IP because what it stands for is 1 Peter 1. I made it up because I wanted to use IP to put that in your heads so you can start thinking about IP from now on. ...through this message. IP3, which is what? 1 Peter 1, verse 3. Watch this. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has great mercy. And because of his mercy, he gave us a new life. This new life brings us living hope. A living hope. This wonderful mercy of God gave us salvation... So we know is his grace. We already discussed that we are good guys because of his grace. But that grace is giving us what? A new life. The change has started. But we don't notice right away. It takes time. Sometimes it takes years for those changes changes to be noticeable by people. But the change has started in our hearts. It's a new life that brings us new living hope. That is IP 3. Now, IP 6 and 7. It says, I know the thought of that is exciting. Even if you must suffer through different kinds of troubles for a short time. These troubles test your faith and prove that it's pure. As good guys, we do all the good things that I mentioned earlier. As good guys, we are serving the Lord. We are part of the church. And we experience the new life with hope. But suddenly we see some trials in our lives. And people wonder about it. They say... Okay, let me, let, me, let me ask you this. If I'm a good guy, explain to me, why do I have to go through all this? <laughs> because that is the question in your mind. That is the question that we all have in times of difficulty. But, but why? Why do I have to go through all this? I think if God loves me, he just should fix this problem like this, beam. You know, he just says the word, boom, voila, done, and we're all happy, right? Happy, happy. Well, here is Peter telling us in IP 6-7 that we all go through different kinds of trouble. And those troubles, unfortunately, including suffering, but suffering is not popular. We don't want to hear that word. You know, it's like suffering. Ooh. Suffering. Ooh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that idea. Because it's better to be blessed, right? Yeah. yeah, talk to me about prosperity, okay? Talk to me about great things. Don't talk to me about suffering. I don't like that. Well, but it's necessary. Because through that suffering, what is going to happen is that our faith is going to be tested. While you are going through difficulties in life, what is happening in reality is that you are going through an exam. A test of your faith. And through that test, that faith is going to be shown if it's pure or not. Because Christians, we need to go through trials and then the our faith is tested and when our faith is tested we are going to pass the test or not and when we pass the test it shows that our faith is what pure now how our hearts are being purified like gold through fire but once we pass that friends everything is going to be all right It's going to be all right. Now, IP 8 tells us something else. It says, you have not seen the Lord Jesus, but still you love him. You can't see him now, but you believe in him. You are filled with a wonderful and heavenly joy that cannot be explained. Because after you go through the trials and your faith is tested and you pass the test and it shows that your faith is pure, you know what is happening? Suddenly you start to love God. Can you imagine that? Some people can imagine that. Because especially, my friend, if you are one of those that once in a while hear about God. And you once in a while probably go to church or listen to a worship service or some preaching or read the Bible once in a while. Because you want to know about God. (sighs) And you picture (laughs) God, like that. You think God is like a substance, like a whitish cloud somewhere there. You cannot imagine what it is to love that, correct? But when you get this personal relationship with the Lord, and you become a good guy, You have a new life. You have now a living hope. You are going through the trials. You pass the test. It shows that your faith is pure. You know what is going to happen? You will start loving God. And you will start believing more in Him. Even though you cannot see Him. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. You just, just start loving God in a way that you never loved Him before. Loving God for real. And you start to experience that in Him you can be happy. That He makes you happy. And that will bring this unexplainable joy. There is something about our relationship with God that makes us so cheerful and joyful that people can't explain Perhaps you, listening, wonder about it. Perhaps you have said, are those people on drugs? What do they give them? Some, some sort of drinks there? They are drunk all the time? Are they high? What's the deal? How you can be laughing when you are going through this kind of situation is it's just horrible. Or others? Ask you directly the question. You, they say, How can you be so cheerful when your life is so miserable? How can you be so happy when your circumstances are terrible? And your answer is, I just don't know. I just know that I love the Lord. I believe in Him. I trust Him. And He makes me happy. And I cannot explain it. But it happens. I be eight. It just happens. You just love God, and you are cheerful. And yeah, everything could be a mess around you. But you're just happy. You have that living hope. You know the Lord is going to do something in your life, because he will. He is almighty and wonderful, and he will. But it's going to take some time. That is the whole point. IP 9. Your faith has a goal. And you are reaching that goal. What is that goal? Salvation. Your salvation. And it's so important that we get together in a weekly basis, invest time fellowship, in fellowship and reviewing the scripture and listening to the Bible and understanding the messages from God. Because that keeps us focused on what really matters in life. I know you have bills to pay. I know you have challenges. I know you are upset for certain things. I know you are lacking these other things. I know you don't want certain things and you dislike other things. I know that. But when you get together and when we are together here and we sing songs to the Lord and we worship God and we say our prayers and we hear this kind of message. You know what that does in our lives? Brings us back to what really matters, which is eternity. Who can guarantee that next Sunday you will be alive? Can you guarantee me that tomorrow you will wake up on this earth? Are you certain that you will end alive this day? Nobody knows that. That's why these passages are so important, because it keeps us aligned, keeps us focused. IP 13. So prepare your minds for service, to serve with complete self-control. Put all your hope in the grace that will be yours when Jesus Christ comes. The importance of being willing to serve, is an attitude, my friend. Later today, all of us will go home. Eventually, we need to prepare dinner. Somebody has to cook, somebody has to clean the kitchen. And tomorrow, the routine of work starts. And there are many things that we need to take care of. Problems with the vehicles, problems with work, problems with this, problems with that, all kind of work you know who are the people that suffer the most? Those who refuse to serve. They are the ones that suffer the most because they feel entitled. And they feel that somebody has to come and give them their cup of coffee. And they even are like... (laughs) They come to the house, they go directly to the table, and they are like, hello? (laughs) And they get upset because there is no coffee, there is no food, there is no clothes, there is no this, there is no that. They suffer because they they feel entitled that somebody has to do something for them. That, that That is why they suffer so much. Think about it. When we understand what the scripture is telling us, that we need to prepare our minds to serve, it's different. We go to our home, and there is a coffee maker, where we make ourselves a cup of coffee, and there is food in the refrigerator. Just put it in the plate, put it in the microwave if you like, or put it in the pan and pot, whatever. Fix it, serve, go to the store, buy whatever you want to eat, Fix it yourself. Have this attitude of being willing to serve. What's the problem with that? No problem with that. And you know what that will give you? Self-control. Self-control is the problem with a lot of people. You know that. We are in the store. We are in the traffic. We are in the house. We are visiting with friends. We are in different places. And you see these people with these explosions. Explosions. Right? Because something happened, something didn't go their way. And then woof, and then they are vomiting all these things. And you just can't believe. And this person is your whatever? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. They have no self-control. So forgive me for asking you so honestly and directly, but. Do you have self control? Because if anyone listening has a problem to control himself to not smoke that little thing is your master is controlling you. If you don't have self control you have to have a drink. Something is not right. That That alcohol is controlling you. Or drugs. That thing is controlling you. It's your master. Have you ever thought about it? Whatever is the deal. Let me put my ring here in my hand. But whatever is that thing that imagine is controlling me. Can you imagine that that thing is my master? That thing without life is controlling me? That's pathetic, pathetic. We have to say, no way. This thing is not going to control me. It's not my master. The Lord is my master. And he sets me free. You see? But it starts with all these steps that I just explained earlier. To come to this point of the willingness to serve and the willingness to say no. I'm not going to give in to lust. I'm not going to give in to anger. I'm not going to give in to fear. I'm not going to give in to these passions of this world. I'm not going to do it. Period. I'm not going to do it. I put my hope in the grace from our Lord Jesus Christ. But it's just because there is a realization that our lives are really short. Somebody put a post recently on Facebook. I can't remember who was the person, but said, do you realize how short our lives are? (laughs) And that happened this week. And I saw that post, and I thought, my goodness, that is exactly what I'm reading right now in IP 2425. Listen, the scripture says, say, Our lives are like the grass of spring, and any glory we enjoy is like the beauty of a wild flower. The grass dries up and dies, and the flower falls to the ground. But the word of the Lord lasts forever. So we can just enjoy being in his presence, (coughs) feeling confident in his word that he is going to do something special with and within us because we are the good guys. Mm -hmm. The good guys. My friend, do you realize how short your life could be? Do you realize that your life could end even today, we we are like the wildflower, short life, but what matters is eternity. What if you join the kingdom of God today? What if you give your heart to the Lord? I invite you to read with me this prayer. Dear God, I know that my life is short. 70, 80, 90, 100 years, it is not much compared to eternity. It is not much. I want to be a good guy or a good girl, and I realize that only you can make me truly good. I want to apologize to you and to everyone for that matter, including myself. I want to apologize for my behavior, for my actions for my words, for my attitude, I am so sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. I need you, Lord God. I need you more than I need anything or anyone else. I am truly sorry for my sins. I hope that in your mercy, you will forgive me and make me a good person And it is your desire and plan for my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for praying with us and giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That changes everything. You are forgiven and receive that forgiveness in your heart right now just by faith. And declare with us, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Everyone, thank you so much for coming up to church. This has been a beautiful service. And I want you to go with the blessing of the Lord, God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May the Lord keep you and bless you this week. Enjoy your family and friends. See you next week. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.